0: Beware the Pied Piper. You wake up and you get a cup of coffee or tea. Whatever tickles your fancy in the morning. Whatever gets you up and gets you pumped. You sit down with the paper for us old guys. Or maybe it's your phone or your tablet. You're sitting in front of your computer. Wherever it is. Wherever it is that you get your information from. About the world and about the day. You start start this process calm. Sipping on your drink choice. And then it hits you like a 10 megaton bomb. Someone disagreed with me on the internet? Oh, that's that's not how it goes. Okay, let me try it like this. Someone said something that I disagree with. No, that's not right. Okay. Let me try one more time. The whole world is going to end because someone told me it was. Beware the Pied Piper, my friends. Its song is enchanting and inviting. It fills the air with its intoxicating allure. It goes past the logical, thinking parts and goes right straight to your heart. You try and resist it first, but it's no use. It's taking control of your heart and then your mind. It makes, you, it makes you break oaths and promises. It makes you go against your better nature. It causes you to forsake beloved friends and family. It turns the things that you love into the things that you now hate. The music is playing and you begin to march forward and you have no idea where you're going, but in this bliss, you do not care because all that matters is now how you feel. All that matters is to be a part of something greater than yourself. You're not concerned with logic and thinking. You're not concerned about how others feel or think. All you know is that you're not going to let anyone stop you from enjoying the beautiful music that fills your senses, taking you to a faraway land where only you and your feelings matter. The Pied Piper continues to play its song, guiding you to an unknown destination. But you don't care. Your your feelings are still more important than anyone or anything. Your newfound sense of power and purpose, leading you to a better place, a better existence. Your rights and freedoms are all that matter now, and you will see them had, even at the expense of another person's right to live in peace. What do you think about that so far, Chuckles?
1: Um, I think that's a pretty accurate representation of social media. Um, I think there are a lot of people out there that have learned that all they've got to do is stir the pot hard enough and loud enough, and somebody's going to listen. Or there are people out there that feel everything said everywhere has to be up for them to get involved in. And to be fair, I do it too. But I think we all do it. Mm -hmm. I think in our dire need to secure freedom of speech, we become more than willing to step upon others' freedoms. And it's an interesting phenomenon that didn't exist when face-to-face communication was the norm. Uh,
0: You know, social media is a remarkable thing. It really is. Now, growing up in a time where cell phones didn't even exist for people like me, like you had to be rich, but even then, cell phones, they didn't do anything close to what they do now. Um, I didn't even hold, I didn't even possess my, my own cell phone for the first time until I was about 19 or 20 years old. And I never imagined, I, I never for a second believed or imagined that we would be able to share so much and so fast uh, that we could get people to come together over anything and everything in the blink of an eye, in the snap of a finger, you know? And what's ironic is, is that people should be empowered by so much information, right? The problem is, is that the information comes fast but it comes loose. It comes fast and loose really, really hard. And that fast and loose information can be can be a, a really bad thing if if you don't apply you know critical thought and critical thinking. If you just let it grab your heart and run you in a direction. It feels good, but it, it's not a good thing to do. Now someone out there's gonna say, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Don't you share information on your pages and videos? Uh, Aren't you kind of talking about yourself here? Uh, Yeah, well, as Charles said, uh, we do create, we do teach and share information. Uh, And I know I'm speaking for Charles here and Allie here too and Derek that I'm honest about it. I've said it more times than I can even remember That you should not take anything that I say as the gospel. You should always take what I say. Look deeper than what's on the surface, on what we're giving you. Um, No matter who it is. My job, and Charles' job, and Allie and Derek's job, our job, is as it has always been, to create conversations. And to provoke thought. Uh, None of us are the end-all, be-all to everything. So, yeah, I do kind of fit in what we're saying here. Uh, But you should never take even what I say at face value. You should look uh, beyond that. There's a great axiom that fits this. Ashla axiom number 90. Before you can break free of negative or improper influences, you must first recognize them. The greatest lie ever told is the one that we tell ourselves. Uh, David is fond of saying that. He says that all the time, and you know, even on the throughout the years he said it more times than I can count too. You're gonna to do more harm to yourself than anyone else in the world could ever do to you if you allow them. But it's what you it's your self talk. It's the stuff that you lie to yourself about all the time. It's what's gonna do the most damage. Pay attention to what you tell yourself. Now the funny thing is, Charles, this topic could probably be timeless. I could probably do this once a year and I wouldn't have to change a thing because this is what we've gotten ourselves into with this fast and loose information.
1: Well, Justin, you know, I think it goes back further than social media. But I think the support structures that used to exist to prevent things from becoming what they have have kind of degraded. There was a time because newspapers were the media through which you discovered the world around you, you know, the bigger world, the, the the larger world, the planetary world, we'll call it, or the unified world, that you took what came through the newspaper with a grain of salt, and you looked at multiple newspapers. In fact, most people had a subscription to two newspapers that had varying viewpoints expressed, and most newspaper reporters really took it very serious that their job was to provide the facts, not the opinions. And if they had opinions, they would say, you know, the opinions expressed in this are just those of this reporter or this journalist. And now we don't have that so much. Our newspaper system is basically just a giant set of blogs done by people with better resources than most of us. And our, our social media is a continuation of that somewhere along the line, the idea that you shouldn't present information without knowing all sides of a story kind of fell to the wayside, probably because it didn't sell more newspapers as they found that tabloids sold more newspapers became more like tabloids. And the result was that then the way we viewed dealing with these actions, these conversations in social media got influenced. I believe um, but that's only the uh, views of this reporter. <laughs> and with not a whole lot of fact to back it up, just a lot of uh, having watched the evolution of the media. I think what worries me more is not that it happens, but that it doesn't get questioned enough. You know, I've had people question this or that within a Labyrinth show, and it's led to some really good conversations and comment sections Um, or even inspired other shows to kind of hit on things where I felt I didn't cover things well enough. And yet, whenever you have a social construct of this where it's dealing with a person or a personality or an ideology, all of a sudden we got sacred cows that can't be addressed. And, And these cows move very loud. And these movers and shakers, if you will, tend to be dominated with two sides of the coin. One side, which will say this person is wrong because, and you never get the rest of that. And then you have another side that says, well, this person is right because, and you almost never get the rest of that either. The result being that people tend to then form camps. And if you are for this person idea or methodology, then you are good or evil. And if you're against them, then you're evil or good. And it's baffling to me how these camps form and then people stringently hold to them. Um, Using the most recent and volatile and existing, and everyone will forget about this in 30 years, but we'll forget about it too. Um, Our president is very uh, controversial. I I don't think you disagree with me on that. Uh, in it, it, it the sense that his name comes with it controversy of some form, whether or not he's earned it. And that, that has become a thing in which if you make a statement that is in favor of something he has said or done, whether or not you're in favor with him in general, you are either very right or very wrong, depending on who you ask. And it astonishes me that it might not have very much to do with him as a person, or with his policies beyond one thing. Um, I'll give a really good example of this. Someone made a really big statement uh, in a political cartoon about, I believe, North Korea and our current president. And it was a very vulgar cartoon, but the primary point was that the two individuals on it were measuring for power we'll say and a lot of people jumped up and agreed i looked through the post to see what people had to say because i'm always looking for the other side of things and someone wrote and i had to fact check it afterwards that uh he didn't give his vote on intervention until the rest of the united nations already had which no one seemed to want to address that after it was just, well, how dare he, and he's just in this for power, and blah, blah, blah. Right after reading it, people even responded to the comment, well, that's not how it is. You know, he may have done that, but he's just in this to prove how you know big and tough he is. And I'm there going, you know, just taking on the information, it does change my perspective of him. And I don't like him, okay? That's the topper. I really don't. Um, I heartfeltly don't. But... I've got to agree with his his reaction and his decision of waiting until the rest of the world weighed in, knowing the amount of power we have, knowing how much our decision carries. And that then supporting the rest of the world governments in an action, that they're going to need the extra support? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that was a bad thing to do. In fact, while it doesn't redeem him, in my eyes, by any measure, it made me change the way I looked at that moment. Meanwhile something like 80% of the people there, maybe 90%, were still yelling back and forth for one side or the other. And the louder one side yells, the louder the other can yell. Not really listening to what each other has to say, simply screaming at the top of their lungs in the hope that they will be heard before they die of their vocal cords giving out and ripping through their throat. That's what I've noticed. And it worries me because it was a time you brought up a decent argument to someone and they had to at least think about it before replying that it was considered part of the culture. And now if someone brings up an argument against something you believe in your immediate reaction in this society is to dive headfirst against that person. Or if they bring up something that you're in favor of, whether or not it's based on what you really want, but just because you're in that camp or that ideology they're going to dive to support it, and if they can't find a good reason to support it, then uh, Nazis and/or God and/or Hitler.
0: Yeah, or a combination of theirs thereof.
1: Well, everybody, you, everybody loves Nazi God Hitler. I mean, come on.
0: I've gotten into a lot of arguments about that. The sad part is when I open my social media accounts these days, whether it's my personal one or the one for the KOA. The various different groups that we follow and interact with, I see a lot of people. People that I know are very smart and very articulate. And I see them spreading hate and discourse out of ignorance, sometimes out of willful ignorance, but usually out of just general ignorance because they don't fact check stuff, because they just, because it feels good to throw that punch at, you know, I'll show you, you know they're just spreading lies and slander and misinformation it's that fast and loose stuff fast and loose it comes fast hard but it's loose and it's usually not true from all sides of the aisle people the same people that i've seen swear oaths and make promises to uphold codes and mantras and you know they're now encouraging violence in the name of some misguided sense of empowerment, they've suddenly woke up to a new purpose. At the same time, preaching those very codes and oaths and promises from the side of their mouths, out of the side of their mouths. And you know what? I didn't intend for this to be political. And I didn't intend for any particular generation of human beings to be singled out or targeted, which I really haven't, but I know a lot of minds are going to shift towards, you know, this quote unquote millennial generation. I'm not, I'm talking about all of us because we are all capable of doing this very thing that we're talking about because as we are made, we are bound to this very creation. All of us together, we all think and feel things. We all have dreams and aspirations. We all have prejudice in that we all have things that we prefer and things that we do not. There is something else that we all have in common. And that is that we have no control over the conditions to which we were born into. None of us can control that. None of us. People seem to be giving away their power, though. Jumping at shadows and these you know, so-called boogeymen. That never even existed in someone's mind until someone else told them that that this boogeyman existed. And the fact is, Charles, every single one of us have the power to allow or reject influences from others. Only you have the power to influence your feelings and emotions. Only you can give that power away to someone else. I don't know why people do this, but don't trust others to control how you feel. Trust only yourself with this, but you have to stop lying to yourself. You have to stop letting your emotions and your heart lead you down a road that is never going to end well for you. If you allow others to dictate your feelings and your emotions, you only have yourself to blame. You are the one that is to blame for, your, for whatever condition you end up with after you do this. So who is this piper? Who follows the piper? Charles and I, Charles probably don't remember this, but he helped me come up with some of these statements. And we have a few ideas of of who is this Piper. And I'll go over each of these. And Charles, if you have something that you want to add, then just raise your hand. I can see you. They can't see you. (laughs) They are the hypocrites who preach the loudest about love and compassion and mercy and acceptance and peace. Yet they are the same who condone hate and destruction of innocent people by their words and actions. These very same hypocrites who they themselves are not accepting of others, unless they too follow the piper. They are the hypocrites who say, you are what you think you are, man, yet publicly deny others because of disagreements based on opinion and affiliation. These people lack emotional integrity and maturity That's what you'll notice in these kind of people. You're also going to notice a theme between Monday's show and today's show. I did a show called The Masters of Bullshit. You're going to start seeing a common theme here because these people are also the masters of bullshit. These are the same people that that hypocritically preach and teach codes of ethics, yet bully and disparage others who can't hear the Piper's call. And who follow its lead and who refuse to follow its lead down the road to oblivion. These are the very same hypocrites who, by their very words and actions, uh, defy the very thing they are quote unquote fighting for. I guess I can't blame them because I don't know what causes them to do this, but I'm not going to join them either. As I have said, The song that the Piper plays is intoxicating for those who choose to allow their emotions to guide their actions. I have chosen not to give away my power. I have chosen to employ my mind and to use reason and logic to guide my words, actions, and judgments. By the way, those who follow the Piper should take great care in knowing how that story ended. With those people... Two things. Number one, they are always the people that
1: benefit from the masses moving in a direction. They are the ones that already have power, and the only thing they fear is losing it. They're the ones you're already listening to. They're the ones that you believe in as it stands and in that have already invested some of your power into. They're the ones that already have the vast resources and yet don't really walk in the daylight, as it were. They are the ones that you will never see them make the public statement, but they always have the power to influence public policy. They are people that, when they are in public, as you said, they're going to preach of love and good and kindness. But most of all, they're the ones that recognize the power of fear. You made the statement, no one can make you feel anything. And that's only partially true. We are, by our nature, empathic beings. We feel But no one can make you react on that feeling and let that feeling become the whole of your reality when you have the ability to make choices as to how you're going to act and how you're going to let your next set of thoughts think after your first set. This is something I talk about a lot in mysticism and a lot in self-control. And I talk about it with the few students that I do have privately uh, more than you could possibly imagine. And it's this. You cannot control the very first thought that enters your mind. Part of that's conditioning, part, and you can change that conditioning over time, but the initial thought you cannot control, the initial feeling, is there. You, however, have the ability as witness to that feeling, as witness to that thought to determine where you're going to run with it. You can feed it, you can let it control you, you can let it dominate you, you can let it become the active force in your life, or you can start taking the steps of shutting it down, And then asking why that other person tried to put that feeling there. Now, you look at this show as an example. We are Pied Pipering in our own way, but we're doing it with a very specific purpose and we're very honest about it. We want you to awaken that part of you that sees what's going on. So we're inspiring you with our words. We're taking a tone that gives you hope and makes you feel strong and brings about those emotions. And you should be aware that we're doing it. You should watch us do it. Because in that, you're also going to see how the exact opposite method is used when someone makes you feel fear, when they make you feel worry, when they make you feel self-doubt. Because right after that, you've got to make the decision. Do I want this person's influence to have power over me or do I not? With us, I would hope to think that what you're seeing us do, you're going to say, all right, yeah, no, this is good for me. But hey, if you don't like it, then don't. You know... You can choose to go into any camp or, in, or into no camp whatsoever, which is the camp I'm hoping you vote for. Um, because frankly put, that's what we're about. That's what we're doing. We want you to wake up and to see how this works. And we know we're doing it because that's human interaction. We're not going to say that it's wrong to do it. But when you do it on such a mass scale and you use raw fear, one of the most negative emotions, and one of the ones that's most powerful to control people in that way and to manipulate them, that's where we, as Knights of Awakening, tend to take great exception to what you're doing. We believe that manipulation through fear, through trickery in that way, is not valid and is not viable. Because in the long term, all it does is create people that are looking for an enemy to harm or to kill. And this isn't the first generation that did it. In fact, this happens in every every part of history, every part of the world the best example that came to mind when you were saying this you said you didn't want to pick one us here and now and i have a passing interest in world war ii and anyone who knows me knows when i have a passing interest in things i get to be a little bit of a history buff um i don't have much for the geography but i have a lot for the politics and i have i have enough of passing interest especially in how the japanese culture was made to be perceived by the united states I've looked at a lot of cartoons, a lot of commercials, a lot of media, and I reached a common point. There were three things that people hit on in order to control the population and make them hate those damn people over there. The first one was differences. By emphasizing the difference between you and the other, which was done extensively during World War II propaganda... You're able to create a sense of unity among one group of people to go after the other. The second was fear. And this fear wasn't necessarily of the differences, but it was by building up what the other side could do, would do, was well known for. It doesn't matter if you have anything to support the information. As soon as you tell someone that a gun is pointed to the back of their head, they're going to look. And you know what? The worst part is, if you can convince them that that gun is there, They'll be sure of it. If you have gained their trust and you tell them the gun is there, they may not turn around out of fear that a trigger is going to be pulled and they may do everything in their power to disarm the person behind them. This is the manipulation. This is the illusion. The last thing that I noted was that when those things didn't work, then they bought into the idea of the hero the heroism of those fighting against this terrible person. They used culture and counterculture and made those who stood in one way or the other to be a hero. And this, this may be the most manipulative, the most tricky, the most deceitful of the methods, because we all want the hero to exist. We all want to praise the hero. And then we all hope to one day be the hero and we're inspired to act as the hero does. So, by making the concept of the hero being this person that does this otherwise vulgar or evil or terrible thing, you then inspire people to follow it. And that's from World War II. And that's without Facebook or MySpace or Twitter or, or, or LinkedIn or, oh gods, you know these better than I do. I'm less social than anybody. That's without any of these. That's with just newspapers and television and radio. And before that, it was pamphlets and drawings handed out. Before that, it was books that were written about those people over there, the savages that did this or that, and how you couldn't trust them, and it all boils down to the dehumanization of someone else. If you have someone up there, and they're yelling about how inhuman someone else is, and how you should fear them, be really weary, because I'm telling you, you should fear no man on earth, or woman, except for... Justin, he should fear his wife. Um, because there is no force on earth that should be feared. You should stand proudly and bravely. Because in that, then you can evaluate each individual you come across. And I have met many people that stand on the opposite side politically, socially, morally, and ethically from me. And in not fearing them, many times we've found common ground. And I have met people I am ashamed to say who match my mor- my other moral standings, they match me politically, they agree with me socially, and yet I find them deplorable individuals out to cause harm in my world, in my society. And it worries me that if I were someone else too willing to agree with someone just because we hold similar ideals, that I might be taken in by those Pied Pipers.
0: Indeed. And at the end of this, if you felt a great deal of butthurt welling up in you after hearing this segment of the show, then maybe it's you. I don't know. Maybe it's you. I have some, some specific folks in mind that helped inspire this piece I'm not going to name them because most of you know them or know of them. I'll let you decide. I'll let you decide. This
1: episode brought to you by the Rose Quartz Labyrinth, talismans, Spellwork, tunements, you name it, we've got it. When it comes to practicing magic, for your benefit, we are a leader of the pack. We highly recommend our divination services and our consultation services as these two tend to allow us to help people in a very definitive way with their path spiritually and magically, which is, of course, what the Labyrinth was founded for and what we continue to do to this very day.